When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It is hooking. It is no good. Barely wide to the left. Florida is upset by LSU in the swamp. This is to send it to overtime. What a win for the Tigers in season in which it is almost nothing has gone right. We are live. Uh-oh, glasses. We are live. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. The Tigers of LSU pull off the upset. I know that we talked about it in the post-game show. I know that we talked about it in the post-game show, but boy, does it feel good. Monday morning, tell the truth, Monday has a different twist to it today, doesn't it? Winning does cover a multitude of sins, but it's okay when you're winning. It is a hell of a tell the truth Monday, though. We will get to that. If you didn't see our tell the truth Monday for AYS, we will break break that down. What are some key things that I, you know, going back and rewatching the game, some key things that I saw throughout the game, seeing it a second and third time. We will break that down. A huge week for LSU as National uh, uh, Signing Day, early signing day, starts uh, Wednesday the 16th. We'll be having a lot of guests on this week as well as this is a huge week for LSU. Can they hold on to the recruits that they have now and possibly add on? And we're going to have a lot of recruiting. I think Jonathan Rifkin uh, is going to be joining us Wednesday along with Mike Scarborough, but we'll definitely get in touch with him. I see all your comments. Blake Schilling says, did Bo redeem himself? Will he be back next season? We will definitely talk about that. Dylan Landry, he said, has anyone checked on Ryan Mayer, the Florida Gator fan? If you're just joining the show on the podcast, if you're listening to it, Ryan Mayer is our degenerate Florida Gator fan. Yes, he messaged me. He's not doing good. He's not happy with his Gators. He's not happy at all. 
So <laughs> he's not happy. For the shoe game, he's, he's upset. Rightfully so. I didn't go seeking him out. I saw a lot of people were trying to get after his butt after the, uh, the takes that he had in AYS about LSU and then Florida gets beat. Anyway, also, we will get to a couple more things, but we're going to break all that down. Tell the Truth Monday is right in front of us. The AYS, the first official AYS playoff prediction. Who do I see getting into the Final Four? Something I'm really looking interested and forward to as I think that this is going to be a good shakeout. Uh, A lot of people are pushing back from Ohio State. I will touch on that as well. We'll definitely touch on that and who I think should be in the Final Four and who will be in the Final Four. Will the ACC get two teams in? Will the ACC get two teams in? I think that they will. I fully, fully believe that they will. Jacob Simmons, what's up? He says, wristbands for the young DBs seem to help out a lot. Bingo. Look, and we talked about that when we went uh, on the AYS Tell the Truth Monday. We're going to talk about that, though. We're going to definitely, definitely talk about that. But before we get to that, guys, as always, go see our good friends over at GM Varnado and Sons. GM Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire replacement, tire sales, and any automotive repair. Go see our good friends over at GM. 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denim Springs, Louisiana, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I know that they will give you the best auto car care in the business. Give them a call today and set up that appointment at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And for the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. For all of their great listings, Talk, call and set up an appointment with one of their great real estate agents today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. Tell them AYS sent you Bob. All right, I'm going to get a, to a couple of your comments. Dylan Landry says Ohio State can kick rocks. We will talk about that later in the show for the first AYX, AYS playoff prediction and what I think is going to happen moving forward. Dylan, I'm going to disagree with you, but we're going to talk about it. We're, we got to talk about, as Stephen Miller says, I think the shoe hit Ryan and knocked him out, bull. Talking about Ryan Mayer from earlier. Oh, something I forgot here. Something I forgot. Everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and hit the share. Share into some groups. If you're listening to us on the podcast with our good partners over at Believe, don't forget to anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate and subscribe there. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter as the AYS Twitter handle AYS Sports hit 3000 followers this week. Let's go, man. Let's go. Okay, number 1 and we talked about this a lot during the post game was the heart and fight for these young players. What's interesting to me is that every touchdown scored from LSU, whether it be the pick six, whether it be the touchdowns, were from a true freshman are two true freshmen, Max Johnson, Kayshawn Booty, Eli Ricks, or sophomores. Absolutely phenomenal, guys. Absolutely phenomenal. What I'm very interested to see, and it, I, uh, good question, I'm not sure. So what was the question? Jordan Taylor says, finish the season strong, Tigers in recruiting, and with a win over Ole Miss. Yeah, they definitely need to do it. Definitely, definitely need to do it. Uh, but the biggest thing is the fight that we're seeing from LSU not just last week. Listen, I, on the AYS poll of the day, I asked this question. And I thought it was a pretty simple one. Over the last four games, you have faced three top six teams. If a month ago, I would have told you, hey, you're going to split these games and go two and two, would you have taken it? Everybody in the comments that didn't see it, answer me this. If you would have known a month ago that you would split these next four games and go two and two, would you take it? Because I sure would have. Now, I would have gone, liked to go 3-1, and one, and that's the thing. You could have gone 3-1. and one. You could have beaten Texas A&M with a young quarterback and T.J. Finley throwing a pick six, an ill-advised throw. I'm okay with that. In, in retrospect, I'm okay with that because you could be 3-1. and one. You're right there knocking on the door. Now this Wednesday, you're going to have a whole new signing class coming in for LSU with a whole bunch of more talent that's going to be inside of Baton Rouge next year. 
hopefully with the vaccine that we're seeing every, everything come out and I'm sure all of you have seen it a non-COVID season and that's going to be fantastic number two my biggest point and I know that I am in the minority here guys I'm going to be getting to your comments so just stay tuned but the biggest thing for me and everybody's asked and I know again like I've said I'm in the minority but man do I want to see Bo Pelini get a full season under his belt at LSU again I, like I really do the wristbands if you saw the DBs hey Everybody watching, all 89 of you, 95 of you, it kind of goes in and out. Answer me this. Did you see one time where the LSU DBs, when they're lining up, they got confused? Not often. Maybe one that I can remember going back and watching the game. Maybe one. But they knew what to do. They had a full install of Bo Pelini's defense. The Eli Ricks interception... What a hell of a call for Bo Pelini. I mean, the the man under the man under zone for Eli Ricks, hey, they're in trips right in a bunch formation. Pick the route that you think that Kyle Trask is going to go to and pick the ball off. And that's a true freshman. <clears throat> that's a true freshman. Here's another point, and I know that it's going to go all into this, and it all intertwines with one another. I don't give two Rudy Poos. I really, really don't give two Rudy Poos that LSU gave up 600 yards. Does Do I wish they gave up less yards? Sure. Like, <laughs> so I, let me be very clear. I don't want them to give up that many yards, but I really don't care because as I've been banging over the table over the last couple of weeks, it does not matter how many yards, ladies and gentlemen, that you get on the football field. The only thing that matters is points. You know how I know? You saw it on Saturday for the shoe game. L.S. Shoe. You saw it. It means nothing else. Nothing else matters other than points. Florida went for it on fourth and goal, and Neil Farrell just absolutely obliterated a man. Absolutely obliterated a man. And Jacoby Stevens pushed the running back back, and they weren't able to score. Just a lot of heart and fight from this young team. A lot of fight. So I'm not going to to bang and, and bash. I just want to see what this defense with this young team, and you have all these new defensive linemen. You have all of these new DBs, all of these new linebackers that are coming in. What can Bo Pelini really do? Does this save Bo Pelini's job? That I don't know. But two things that I know that I know for sure is that when you only let Texas A&M score 13 points on you, and then you turn right on around, and nobody, listen, guys, this is what every, no one's really talking about this. Well, I wasn't able to listen to radio today. My little man was sick, so I had to work from home. So I wasn't able to listen. So I don't know. So I shouldn't say nobody's talking about this. But nobody in college football this season was able to do to Kyle Trask what LSU's defense did. Two interceptions, a forced fumble, and then you score right there at the end to go up seven. Humongous. Absolutely huge. You got to tip your cap to this LSU defense. There's no other way around it. As Stephen Miller points in, Ben, don't break defense, baby. I mean, it, it just is what it is. I want to see Bo Pelini with a full year. Now, look, <laughs> I want to be careful because, you know, Next year, God forbid, they give up another 40, 50 points to Alabama. They're like, Blake Rafino called for Bo Pelini to stay. I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to take that risk right now. But that, but again, I'm in the minority on that, so that's fine. Brandon Argo says, Blake, I'm fine with Bo coming back, but please find us a young coordinator. And I'm assuming you're talking about on offense, Brandon. Uh, I think that's a big in recruiting. I do too. I do too. I'm right there with you. There's a lot of young talent out there that you can go get and help you offensively one of them one of them showed you a little bit in Russ Calloway go watch that game again and what Russ Calloway was doing on the sidelines reminded me a lot of George Munoz man I wish Neil was consistent uh Michael Ray asked that on Facebook live uh yeah he but he played it this is the most consistent game that I've seen from LSU and by far something that we have not seen all season long the the most all-around game from LSU from start to finish. It's not even a competition at this point. 
It's not even a competition. Uh, Stephen Miller asked on Facebook Live, ask West Virginia how they feel about more yards and more points. And I'm, I'm assuming Stephen's talking about that 2011 game. That's a, good, that's a great point. Uh, Blaine says, Blake, are you serious? Now you want to keep Bo. I was pretty furious last week. I'll, you know what, Blaine? I'll, I'll take that. Uh, but I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone's going to have to bean count me there. Uh, maybe I said you'd have to let him go. Um, but you know what, Blaine? Thanks for calling me out. I Look, I, I say a lot of crazy stuff when I'm pissed off sometimes. So you know what, Blaine? I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that if I said it. Uh, two things that I want to get very out clear here. Number one, Max Johnson played one hell of a game. And I probably should have come off the top. The offensive player of the week in the SEC. Look, he, the moment wasn't too big for him. We saw sometimes when he threw balls down the sidelines and they were little rainbows and ducks that were just floating out there. I think as I watched the game the second time, when he was confident with his throws, he was putting some really good zip behind the football. So I want to know is if a Max Johnson that knows where to go with the football and feels confident in his receivers, if he does what he did in the second half and just zips balls right in there. And so that would be – I want to see this against Ole Miss this week. Does he, is he confident enough to just let that puppy rip? And if he is, you have something in the making there. Uh, this is my – and I'm going to be careful because I don't want to say it's my biggest takeaway, but number one, my biggest takeaway, or at least to me as a former offensive lineman. Do not tell me. One, you want to talk about Tell the Truth Monday. I've heard from Ed Orsron. I've heard from other media members. I've heard from radio people. I've heard from ex-players. They've all told me this consistently. Blake, LSU can't run the football. And I'm tired to tell you a Rudy poo. Let me say that again. A Rudy poo. Get out of here with that. You ran the ball for 181 yards net. And you're and, and there's times where you had a walk-on as your running back. You were to your fifth, fourth and fifth, really fourth and fifth, yeah, fourth and fifth running back on your depth chart. Trey Bradford was that. You had a walk-on, ladies and gentlemen, that was going out there taking reps at the running back position. That is hard, as Brandon points here in the comments. You cannot convince me that you can't run the football because every time you get four yards per carry, if you get four yards, you get another four yards. Guess what? That's eight. That's third and manageable, third and two. And then you get another quarterback sneak and you convert a first down. So stop telling me that that you got to get away from the running game. That is the biggest load of BS that I've ever heard. I am so sick of hearing it. If I hear it again, I might scream. Seriously. Because it is the biggest joke. So what you're not running for five to six yards per carry? You don't have the horses that you had last season. You beat Arkansas with it. And quite honestly, you beat uh, Florida last week with it on a lot of times where you're holding on to the football so that they can put that explosive offense back on the field and go down and score because you weren't slowing them down in the second half. I'm so sick of hearing it. So sick of hearing it. Holden Lee on Facebook Live says, Cox definitely made his stock rise after the game. You know, Holden, that's a good point. That's something I didn't do in Tell the Truth Monday. Uh, I just lumped in pretty much everybody with the defense. But Jabril Cox is, I don't know if he's truly a linebacker. (laughs) He kind of reminds me of a poor man's Isaiah Simmons. The man can cover, y'all. He struggles sometimes and, and, and run blocks. But if you remember... In the opening part of that drive, on one of the three and outs, uh, one of the five three and outs, I said eight, but the reason I was saying eight in the postgame show, number one, I was a little drinking a little bit, but number two was because I was counting in the the fumbles and interceptions, so or the fumble and the interception. So it wasn't eight. It was technically five. Uh, Florida came out in this little weird formation, and they did a little – it's like a run hooking ladder that they tried to pull – and Jabril Cox sniffed it out, stayed at home, and made a big tackle for a loss of two, and then all of a sudden Florida punts. That's, a, that's another three and out. Three three and outs 
in the opening half for LSU. Humongous. And I, I, I'm a little tired, too, of hearing people say, well, this defense, is tra- they played like trash. They gave up so many yards. But, man, look what Ole Miss did to Alabama's defense, and they're the best team in the country. And you're playing that Ole Miss team this week. Ole Miss has gotten beat. Ole Miss is averaging, ladies and gentlemen, 570-plus yards per game. 570. Now, they couldn't stop a cold with a, with a, with a, a washcloth on a cold winter's eve in Louisiana when it's, wimp, when it's wet and dampy. But they, I just feel at the end of the day, yards don't really mean a whole lot when you can't score points. When Kyle Trask goes, has two completions for 40 yards and then the third one he throws an interception, what does it matter? It's takeaway football. And here's another thing. Then I, I got to continue to go research this. But when's the last time that you can fully remember, that you can fully remember that LSU had this many pick sixes in a season? Do you want to you know what season that was, that they had that many interceptions and for touchdowns? 2007. Wait, who was the defensive coordinator that year? Oh, that's right, Bo Pelini. When your defense is able to generate points for you guys, it is huge. All right, let's get to some of these comments because I know I'm just missing these comments. Let me get up here and get to a couple of them. Holden Lee says, shout out to Chris Curry for staying with the program and having a good game. Yeah, he had a really good game. Juice Washington Jr. says, we don't have that number one workhorse back, though. No, you you know what, Juice? I don't know if, I don't know if that's the case because on that opening drive or technically the second drive, for LSU, and LSU would go down to score with Max Johnson. Ty Davis-Price had three carries for 26 yards. But LSU can't run the football now. Remember that. And in the second half, Ty Davis-Price had two carries for 18 yards. I'm going to take that to open a drive. I'm going to take that all day long. Hopefully, Ty Davis-Price is going to be healthy going into this week, and you just get you feed him the football. You got to feed him the football because when they were giving him the ball and they were playing keep away, it was beautiful. Your defense has struggled. Keep the ball away. Dylan Landry says, I was happy with what Curry did. I was too. Look, he ran the ball hard. You got to give him credit. The offensive line is something that we have not talked about. Um, Cody Worsham put out a stat that said LSU did not give up sacks or this O-line didn't give up sacks. I know what he's talking about because they technically did give up sacks. It was from a pressure that really is not on the offensive line, was on the running back. So if he's taking that into account and not talking specifically about the offensive line, I'll give it. Now, I I posted some pictures on Twitter of the wall that this entire offensive line was doing and giving Max Johnson all night long. It was beautiful to see. Very, very beautiful to see. One big shout-out on the offensive line to center Liam Shanahan. The, the, the protection calls that he was making for Max Johnson, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic against the number one pass rush in the SEC. Guys, nobody has more sacks in the SEC than the Florida Gators. Well, that might have changed this week. But going into that game, nobody has more sacks than the Florida Gators, and they stifled them all night long. Beautiful, beautiful job by this offensive line that has gotten a lot of criticism. Look at the Saints who just got beat last week, and you pop in on Twitter or Facebook, and all anybody's talking about is Andrews Pete after last week grading out this is the best offensive lineman in the NFL. A lot of people like to point fingers at the at, at offensive linemen. They get a lot of the blame and none of the credit. A lot of the blame and none of the credit. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, how big was that win Saturday with a guy like Tristan Lee, five-star offensive tackle in the stadium? It's got to be huge, Colin. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely huge. I mean, you can't take it away from LSU. You can't take that away from them. And against that team. Guys, I've heard a lot of times, and look, I was very critical of Ed Orgeron last week. I should have put this in my Tell the Truth Monday. Kudos to Ed Orgeron, man. Look, I'll be the first one to admit that I'm wrong. No one has to come out and tell me that I'm wrong. Last week, I, I criticized Ed Orgeron and the heart of this team and the locker room and the culture. And you know what, guy dog it? They proved me wrong. Even though I said the Tigers were going to win 34 or 35 to 34, just going to throw that out there. Something I want to say this too, and Ed Orgeron confirmed what we were trying to push in our game prediction uh, 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 on Saturday morning. And I want to make the, I want to clarify on this too. 
I was hearing early, early, or I guess you could say late, late Friday night, early Sunday morning, that some, some couple guys stood up in front of the team and said, enough's enough. The people that don't want to be here are gone. They're gone, guys. They're gone. They're out of here. They're not helping us any. We got to go out there and fight. If they don't want to be here, no one believes in us. No one in Baton Rouge believes us. The the big head, the big old four-headed guy, Blake Rafino on AYS, is calling us out, saying we're playing like sissies. You know what? Let's go out there and prove, prove Blake Rafino wrong. And you know what? I'm glad they did. Good, great leadership comes with great opportunity. When your back's up against the wall, are you gonna? Are you just going to sit there and not want to fight? Are you going to fight like a dog in a pit bull and get after it? I love it. God, I love it. Now they got to finish strong. Now they have to finish strong. Stephen Miller says offensive line play said Johnson was under pressure six, maybe seven times total Saturday with what? Close to 50 uh, dropbacks. Huge. Absolutely huge. Michael Ray says Curry got some vision and cuts to work on in the offseason. Yeah, look, I'm so excited for this offseason. Hopefully, nothing bad happens in February. So some of you can read between the lines lines there. Uh, But I'm really excited for this offseason because you're going to get so many guys back. I saw this comment. Oh, there it is, from Juice Washington. I love this comment. Cox is a strong safety in the NFL. He might be a box safety in the NFL. I mean, guys, he was covering wide receivers and I think he had three or four pass breakups against wideouts. I mean, that dude is impressive, man. I really, really wish, like extremely wish that we could have had this kid for longer than just this season because you're not going to get him more. Uh, Michael Ray says, Blake, what do you think of Martinez and Wire at right guard? Well, it was interesting. Uh Cameron Wire moved into right guard, going back and looking at it, and Martinez came in at right tackle. Uh, Martinez was only in for one play, only in for one play, and then Austin Deculus came out, which was an interesting thing, too. When Austin Deculus went out, LSU from the 2019 season to the 2020 season did not have a starter from their following year on that offense. Think about that, guys. Think about that. Not one starter. That's impressive. I thought that I thought that Martinez held his own on that play. I thought that Cameron Wire did fantastic. Uh, like I've been, I think it was the Auburn game, the week of the Auburn game. I begged them to move Cam Wire into guard. God, he's so impressive as a guard. And why you were able to run the ball like you did. Hopefully, Chasing Hines can get better uh, because he had a hell of a game too. Best game for him as an LSU Tiger by far too. Bunny says we need to run the ball and keep Ole Miss's offense off the field. Yep. Exactly what you did against Florida and Arkansas is exactly what you need to do again this week. Exactly. Keep them off the field. But again, I want to make this very clear. Don't freak out when the opposing team is moving the football. Don't freak out because it all only thing that matters is points. Reginald Cormier, what's up, brother? He says, huge, huge on Facebook Live. He also says, we got to use uh, this momentum to finish strong in the season of recruiting. Yep, big day this week. We're going to talk about it some more. Uh, but big day this week with early signing day. Uh, hopefully, you can get more guys to sign. Something, and a lot of people are, are pointing this out for LSU specifically, and something I want to ask Mike Scarborough and maybe Jonathan Rifkin when he comes on. A lot of teams... And a lot of states are still playing their state championships, are still in playoffs. And they're like, look, man, I'm focused on this. You can wait until February, which I don't, I actually dig it. Uh, Gino said, Gino Vegas on Facebook Live says, my dude, Cole Taylor, I'm a fan. Look, you got to give this to him. He was probably the most, he was going to be the most criticized human being. And (laughs) look, he's got the best shoe in LSU history. The most famous shoe and Elish or cleat in LSU's in LSU's history is going to go to Cade York and, and Cole Taylor. There's a lot of times if you go back, guys go back and watch this game when he was blocking and pass bro, and especially in the running game, he's so much more advanced at, at, at blocking than what uh, Eric Gilbert ever was. And that's not a shot at Eric Gilbert. That's not a shot at Eric Gilbert. I just think that Eric Gilbert didn't really want to block. 
Cole Taylor said, I'm going to make this thing my own, and I'm going to go out there and fight. You still want Eric Gilbert back. It's not what I'm saying. But, man, he fought, he fought tooth and nail. Uh, Brandy Blake, who is a big Ole Miss fan, huge Ole Miss fan, says, no, no, you don't. No, no, I don't what? What do I not want, Ms. Blake? Uh, Marvin Mackey says, Blake, I told you you'd put Cam Wire at guard. Yeah, he played fantastic. Absolutely played fantastic. You got to give it to him. Uh, Carl Dunn, what's up, Carl? He on YouTube Live, he says, co-SEC players of the week, the shoe. God, man. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? 11 LSU freshmen recorded a stat, by the way. 11. Uh, Ryan Earnhardt asks, what's the word on Tristan Lee and Mason Smith? I fully believe Mason Smith is going to be an LSU Tiger. I fully believe it. I have not been told anything otherwise. Tristan Lee, I think it's up in the air. And if I had to lean anything, I don't know this. And and everybody that watches AYS, if this is the first time that you're watching, let me make this very clear. I I really like recruiting. I don't love recruiting. So I don't cover recruiting as much as the other people. I, kudos to them. Very much kudos to them because I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> There's a special place in heaven for some of those people. A special place. I can't take it. I can't take asking an 18-year-old 18, 18 where they're going to college. More, more power to them. More power to them. All right, let's get a couple more comments, and then we're going to get to uh, some more stuff. Dakota Hopper says, did you see Foreman said he was signing on the 16th but won't say where he signed until January or February. Yeah, it's January for the All-American game. Forgot which month he said. Yep, January. He actually tagged Shea... Um, shoot. Who's from Go247? Uh, Shea Dixon. He tagged Shea Dixon and untagged him. Not, not... See, that's what I hate about recruiting, right? You make a little hint. Everybody go look at it. You make a little hint and everybody starts freaking out. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. I don't know where he's going. Some people have told me that he's staying in, in California, USC. Uh, Phil Tittle, that's fun to say. What's up, Phil? He says, maybe they weren't guarding Taylor like Gilbert, but Taylor seemed to get open more. I would have to go back and look at his stats, but he didn't, he, uh, he didn't break it up. I mean, he didn't light it up. I mean, in the in the running game, he did. So, but from the from a passing perspective, he didn't really do much. Um, I think Eric Gilbert's still a weapon, but when it comes to running the football, Eric, if Eric Gilbert goes, it doesn't matter really matter where Eric Gilbert goes. He's not a good run blocker at all. He, I'm not saying the man's scared to do it, but it seems at time he's very tentative to run block, very very tentative. So. Cole Taylor busted his ass. I mean, there's no other way. There is no other way around it. Uh, Stephen Miller says, check mark for Mason Smith and X for Tristan Lee. Yeah, looks like it. Joseph says, 48 players played. 26 were freshmen and, and or sophomores. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Absolutely ridiculous how young this team is. You, I really hope they can get this offensive line back. If what we saw Saturday is indicative of anything, anything, I hope all of them come back. I don't think you get Austin Deculus, but they got some young talent back there. They got some young horses back there. And look, this is just a, a fair warning to Cardell Thomas and, and everybody else. Hey, man, go get it, dog. Go get it. It's not gonna. It's not going to to. You're play, just because your name is on the back and because you are who you are doesn't mean you're going to see the field. And that look, I'm just giving you a little motivational push. I know there's a couple people watching that know you well. That's a little bit of motivational push. There's no reason that Cam Wire should be in there and you shouldn't. Injury included. You need to get back. You and Anthony Bradford. Let's go. Just a little bit of a motivational push. You know what I'm talking about. And you know who told me to. So just... Get in the weight room and do what you got to do. Brandy Blake says, I would prefer our offense on the field. Well, you ain't going to get it. (laughs) You ain't going to get it. 
I hope you don't. Please, God. Tell Lane to chill out. Lane Kiffin's been going off today. Lane Kiffin's been going off today. It's been hilarious. Blake says, Blake Quibido says, I'm late. What's up? LSU Tigers on fire. Still in all, just what I wanted to see all year. Yeah. Man, listen, it's funny, and I'm going to end this on this, and we're going to move a little bit forward uh, into some. I know we talk a little bit of, I'm going to talk a little bit of recruiting, not a lot, but a little bit of recruiting and what I want to see from LSU moving forward is more about what I'm going to talk about. Um, Man, it's funny when guys leave a locker room, isn't it? It's funny when guys leave a locker room, and I'm not calling those guys or, or I'm not calling those people uh, cancers. I'm not calling those people bad apples. That's not what I'm saying. But, man, when you start putting young guys in that have to prove themselves and weren't able to prove themselves in 2019 and their goal is the NFL and their goal is team, their goal is, look, I would, Eli Ricks kind of said it, kind of summed it up best when on some social, I forget what social media. Hey, man, I wasn't here last year. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym, as Kobe Bryant would say. Look, you got some young dog. Let me I don't care what happens for the rest of the season. I hope they beat Ole Miss and finish strong. But you have some young dogs on this team. Jaqueline Roy got a sack and was, as a true freshman, made an offensive guard, an offensive guard that's probably going to be an All-American for Florida, the left guard. He made him look like poo. At times, he made him look like poo. Jaqueline Roy, if you remember the the Kyle Trash uh, intentional grounding there at the end and they have to kick a field goal, guess who was putting pressure up the middle? Jaqueline Roy. Man, was that impressed. I was so impressed by a lot of these freshmen. I'm I'm just going to throw this out here. Not saying it's going to happen, but I'm going to throw this out here a little bit. If these freshmen continue to play the way that they're playing right now, if they continue to do exactly what they're doing and continue to get better because they only can get better, shit, you're going to go ahead and tell me that this ain't the best LSU recruiting class that you've ever seen. If you got a quarterback in Max Johnson to continue to get better and doing what he's doing with Eli Ricks and Jaqueline Roy and the young guys that haven't played yet, okay. This one right here, who said that? Who said McGlothern? No, Reginald Cormier says, very promising young talent. Stephen Miller, McGlothern, hello. Look, that kid got beat. I got to get to another segment. But that kid got beat and got beat and got beat. He did not care. Hey, keep throwing it my way, Kyle Trask. You know what? I'm going to tip this ball in the air, and Jay Ward, the red-shirted freshman, is going to pick it off. That kid fought, and he broke up some good passes. The pass interference that he got, um, when was it? Maybe early third quarter was boo-boo. It was straight dookie water. Booty. I see a lot of people in here putting uh, saying Kayshawn Booty. Sage Ryan is a guy that's going to be signing Wednesday. It's another young guy. Look, bro. <laughs> okay. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I know I'm getting a little... Oh, Marvin Mackey Jr. says on Facebook Live, Blake losing flight helped. That was a little bit on Todd Harris. Look, you know what's well, you know what's interesting? Eli Ricks caught an interception on the same coverage that Cardell Flott was playing. How interesting is that? Just a bit good throw, and Todd Harris wasn't there. And you got some young safeties that are going to be playing too, man. Exciting. All right, last comment. We're going to get to the next segment. Gino Vegas says something to be reckoned with very much. And Darren Jackson says booty balled out. Yeah, he did. You know, he he really is starting to remind me. If you guys remember late in the season of 2018, Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more thicker. Got a little bit more weight on his bones. But, man, he, his, his route running and separation, I'm so impressed by Jare Jenkins, too. Jare Jenkins just seems to continuously find himself wide open. Now, if he can work on a little bit of catching – you know, he, he didn't have any drops this week, but he's had some drops in the past. Man, <laughs> you're going to have a young, talented team next year. You play with 40-something. You had 50-something players coming in. You're going to have 25 recruits coming in. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, guys. Let's get on, and we're going to move on to the next segment. What do I want to see? And I want to get to the AYS playoff prediction. But before that, 
Everybody got to go check out my good guy, my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, with all the help from the Federal Reserve, has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've been, ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Give them a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And for literally, I talked to a couple people who said that they called the Drake Law Firm today. Not from criminal defense, <laughs> but for some personal injury and real estate needs. Guys, I trust them with everything that we're doing over at AYS. Our number one law firm in our heart. Go see the Drake Law Firm in downtown Ponchatoula, Louisiana for any personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. Go see them at 154 West Pine Street in Ponchatoula and tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. All right, I see some of the comments here. Uh, Blaine Smith says Brad uh, Bradford is a good athlete but struggling with drops. Yeah, he is. You're talking about the running back. Yeah, he is. Coy Moore did play good too. Michael Ray on Facebook Live says, how about Coy Moore, 2021 vocal leader? Watch. Hey, Michael, you're bringing up something here too. Uh, There at the end of the game, there at the end of the game, he was barking at Max Johnson in in a good way. You remember that – it was the the drive that set up the field goal for Cade York, and Max just missed wide open Coy Moore, and he he he, he was separated. He made that he made you know what Coy Moore might be just as uh, to do with the shoe throw from uh, Marco Wilson than anybody because he put Marco Wilson. He ran a little out route. He did a little juke, boom, hit the little out route, and Marvin Wilson's knees got shattered. Look, man, I like the fight of that young kid. <laughs> y'all get me fired up, and y'all ain't said nothing. Y'all get me fired up. Uh, looks like he's been struggling with injury. Who's that? Uh, Reginald, you talking about Anthony Bradford or Trey Bradford? All right, guys, there's a couple things that I want to see, and I really want to get to this playoff thing. Um, but a couple things. I really want, and I don't want to break down Ole Miss too much. Okay, especially because, you know, we'll be talking about that during the week. But I really want to see LSU with a win. And if they don't win, I want to see the fight. There's no reason. No reason that LSU should be, number one, an underdog. Number two, that they should lose this game. None. Ole Miss's defense is garbage. Absolutely garbage. Now, they've played with a lot of fight. Lane Kiffin has his team playing with a lot of fight and a lot of focus. That scares me a little bit. But I want to see LSU go out there and really put the hammer down. Run deep. And look, this is not a Les Miles take because everybody that watched or heard me last year, especially with Joe Joe Burrow, which happy Heisman Day, Joe Burrow, happy anniversary. With this team coming up, LSU is going to have to run the football. There's no other way around it. Zero. Uh, so, I just want to see that. But I want to see a victory. Here's what a victory Saturday is going to do for you. Okay? Especially with a good recruiting class. Now, God forbid things don't happen. And I know that there are gonna, there's still going to be some offseason change-ups for LSU on this coaching staff. But winning always seems to make the offseason go better. If you finish the season 5-5, five and five, when you are looking down the barrel of three and seven, and you have all of these two freshmen that are coming in, let me pull this up because I want to. I just kind of want to name some of these guys off on who's going to be coming in, uh, and some of the guys that are going to be com- coming in and committing uh, this week for LSU. But when you look at a, a Sage Ryan, a Rajon Davis is not co- not going to commit until February or not going to sign until February. Derek Davis, Deion Smith, Chris Hilton, Garrett Nussmeyer. Guys, another – LSU has a pedigree of quarterbacks here too. His dad was a coach. Max Johnson's dad played in the NFL and coached a little bit. An offensive lineman, which you got to go get more of, uh, out of Michigan, Garrett Dellinger, Landon Jackson, Corey Connor, Savion Jones, Canoe Coat pretty much solidified his signing to LSU. Greg Penn III said the same. Xavier Carter – uh, Kari Gee, a um, little bit of breaking news, I guess. It's not really, um, I don't want to say breaking news, 
But I would not expect Kari Gee to be with LSU, the safety out of Georgia. I would. I really don't think he's going to be here. Jack Besh, Matthew Langwa, Jalen Shedd, and Peyton Todd. But as far as that, I wouldn't expect Kari Gee to be here. They have to remember, and they have to look. When you get a lot of these guys signing in, and you get some new young blood, and they come in with the offseason, and you actually, guys, you know how awful it's got to be for LSU when you're on the bus, and last year you had 90 guys locked and loaded and ready to go and go and fight, and now you're going into Gainesville with 50? That's got to be, look. I don't think people fully expect or fully understood what happened Saturday. Florida wasn't missing people. Now, Dan Mullen, and I'm not going to talk about bad about Dan Mullen because I did that a lot Saturday with his trashy, trashy comments. I didn't know. Hey, it didn't look like he threw that anymore. He didn't throw that shoe that far. He didn't throw it 20 yards. Yeah. And, you, and then you're going to say we don't have to play Kyle Pitts because it's LSU and they're down? That should go to show you, all 98 of you, that should go to show you, it does not matter who you're playing every given Saturday, every given Sunday, you can get your ass beat. You understand? You can get that ass beat. So I don't want to hear that. Kirk Paul on Facebook Live says, this playoff is going to be the lamest since 2015. Kirk, I completely disagree with you. (laughs) <laughs> I completely disagree with you. Uh, let's see. Chris Gill. I saw Chris Gill just have a comment. I missed it, Chris. He says, can't remember the plays. Who can't remember the plays? I'm a little lost there. Jeff Bryan says, any truth to Marcel Brooks return smoke? I've heard that a couple times today. I don't know. See, here's what I have to see, Jeff, because I hear this. I heard the smoke early this morning about Marcel Brooks leaving TCU to come back, I still think he would have to uh, count against your 25. I mean, he counted against TCU's 25, so I don't know if LSU's going to take him back. I mean, he's really a man without a home at this point. (coughs) No, I don't have the Rona. No, I do not have the Rona. So, in reference to that smoke, I really don't know. Uh, Blake Schilling says, I can see Finley entering the transfer portal. It's going to be a dogfight at quarterback. And people thinking Garrett Nutzmeyer is not going to come in here and fight. This is why this offseason is going to be so great. Because competition is going to be at a premium. Jaqueline Roy is going to be fighting out with Nick Farrell and, and, and Guillory. Mason Smith looking like he's coming in. Guys, it's going to – you – I don't remember a time, and I'm being serious. Now, LSU's got to go get offensive linemen. They have to go get offensive linemen. There's there's no other debates about this. They have to go get offensive linemen in this recruiting class. They, they have to do, and maybe another corner, but they got to do everything they have to. But I can't remember a time, especially under Les Miles, where I can look at a recruiting class, even though it's kind of breaking down to some people in this class, where I can say, stud, 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 stud. I mean, this defensive line is going to be sick. And now you got B.J. O'Jolary coming back. You have a lot of these guys, Ali Gay's more than likely coming back, and you have some interior guys coming back too. Going to be huge. So LSU's got to have a big offseason. Seth Scott brings this up. Seth, I appreciate you having a good debate with me today. Uh, and, and We went back and forth. It was very civil. I really like that. I enjoy when people are actually civil, besides guys like Chris on Twitter, who's a big Georgia fan. But he's, he says here, does Finley transfer after another big win next week, Brennan versus Max, next year? There's two things that I want to bring up here, especially in the offseason where LSU needs to go. There is some ch- some some chatter if Miles Brennan will ever play again. Yes, it's real chatter. For the life of me, and I am not going to – I am not going to poo-poo on Miles Brennan. But if you've heard me before, if this is the first time you've ever heard me, I'm kind of done with the, hey, we got to wait until Miles Brennan, let Miles Brennan play. Guys, he's never been healthy. For me, after what we've seen from TJ Finley, and especially from what we saw from Max Johnson last week, he's going to have to be head and heels up so much better than these other true freshmen 
or would they be sophomores? Or no, they'd technically still be freshmen. God, that's nasty. And Garrett Nussmeyer. Because he, 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 why put all those reps into Miles Brennan if he can't stay healthy? Uh, Marvin Mackey Jr.'s ask why on Facebook Live. I think you're asking about Kari Gee. Um, I'll let that one play out. Let me just say this. I'll let that one play out. What did Major Hatcher say? Uh, he doesn't know the playbook. Who? Who doesn't know the playbook? I'm not, I'm confused by people asking uh, who doesn't know the playbook. I keep seeing that. If it's in reference to Devontae Smith, that I don't know about if that being true. I mean, I, I, I can't speak of that because when Ed Orgeron was asked about a couple weeks ago or about a month ago in reference to Devontae Lee knowing the playbook, I mean, guys, he went all off season, uh, a full off season. He's been in this offense before. I don't know if I'd say he doesn't know the playbook. I'm not going to say that, and don't, and you can't say that for TJ, and you can't say for that that for Max, because some of the plays that TJ Finley was running, and some of the plays that Max Johnson ran this past Saturday is next level stuff. Uh, Devontae Lee, my mom asked. Okay, my mom asked. Devontae Lee asked why he didn't play. I don't know because there was a lot of uh, a lot of hope that he was going to be able to play. Okay, one last one last thing on this, and we'll move forward. I want to. If you didn't see what I posted Saturday, if you remember the hype video with Anthony Mackie as the narrator, all the weights that you lifted in the summer, all the sweat, blood, tears, the ten thousand catches, LSU's got to have an offseason like that. Side note, you know, I know that we have coronavirus and stuff like that, but I fully expect for LSU to have an offseason like that, and let's go. Like, let's go. I mean, look, you showed me on Saturday that there's no more excuses. Zero excuses. Now, I know that there's going to be other coaches that come into LSU. There's going to be more things that happen around LSU in the next coming weeks and months. But I will not be convinced again that LSU should lose another game. And I only have one. But you should have beaten Texas A&M. You should have beaten uh, 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 Missouri. LSU should be staring at 7-3. and three. But they're not. Uh, what are predicted staff changes? Asked Shane. I would think a full offensive, uh, a full offense on the coordinator side. I would expect that. Uh, I would expect Bill Bush to be gone um, and let Coy take over. I would. I completely let uh, Coy take over. Uh, dude got NFL talent arm, uh, and you talking tend. LOL, says Marvin Mackey. Marvin, I, I'm confused, brother. I'm confused. I don't know. Are you serious? Yeah, we are. Are you serious? Okay, one last segment we're going to get out of here, but one more thing before we leave. Guys, don't forget to go check out our good friend, Mr. Woody Clark, over at Robinson Brothers Ford. RobinsonBrothersFord.com. That's RobinsonBrothersFord.com for the number one Ford car salesman in all of Louisiana. All you got to do is ask for Woody. And our financial advisor, Mr. Michael Bazile, give him a call today at 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. If you live for it, you better plan for it. Okay, the AYS playoff prediction. It's here. I don't really want to talk about this during the season until you get to start getting to championship week. You know, who's going to win the conferences and stuff like that. Here's my top four. Now, debating on whatever happens, it can definitely change. I fully expect Clemson to beat Notre Dame. Fully expect it. With a healthy Trevor Lawrence and a... uh, Let's see. Let me get to this because I was confused by what Marvin said. Marvin Mackey said, I'm responding to other comments, LOL. Somebody suggests that Finley go to tight end. No, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Not going to happen. Not even close. Okay. But here's here's just the truth of all of this. of, Of everything. I expect... Clemson to beat Notre Dame this upcoming week. If it's close, like it was in the first go-around, I don't know, especially if it's a field goal, touchdown, even a 10-point game. And you're going to obliterate me for this. You're going to obliterate me. The ACC needs two teams in. The ACC, without a question, needs two teams in. Do you... Do you understand how hard it is to beat two teams twice? If you want to know, remember LSU and Alabama 2011? Les Miles, take, you know, I get all that. Not what I'm trying to say. But look around the NFL. 
when you sweep a team and you beat them twice in a season, it's always a big deal because it's very hard to do. So if I'm going to predict, I would say that Clemson beats Notre Dame. And if it is close, Notre Dame and Clemson will be in your top four. I just don't see another way. Number one, Alabama. I think they're going to absolutely just destroy, just kill, just absolutely obliterate Florida this week. Now, they're going to get Florida's best punch. They're going to get Florida's best punch because after what happened this week against, or this past week against LSU. So I fully expect that. But here's what I want to get to and where I want to make a statement. And I'm not an Ohio State homer here. It is not Ohio State's fault that other teams are canceling on them and that the Big Ten was Rudy Pooh and Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, was very Rudy Pooh in the beginning of all of this and not wanting to play football this season. If we want to be really truthful, it was Ohio State that put the big-time pressure on the uh, Kevin Warren and the commissioner to bring football back. So now that teams are canceling against them, now that teams aren't going up against them, and Michigan all, all of a sudden has a they can go ahead and play a game. I do not care that Ohio State is gonna have play what five or six games. They are still, they are still one of the best four teams. Here's how I know, and everybody for the SEC wants Texas AM to find a way to get in there. Texas A&M is not a playoff team. Let me reiterate what I just said, and maybe we need to cut this, make this a little bit of a segment, so everybody can hear my exact words. Texas A&M, this season of 2020, is nowhere near to being a playoff team. Well, Blake, they only have one loss to Alabama. They beat LSU. They beat all these other teams. They beat Florida. LSU just beat Florida with a depleted team. LSU almost beat and almost are only okay in, in horseshoe and hand grenades, and I get that. But Texas A&M was only able to score 13 points on this LSU defense that everyone says has been so trash all season long. So you're going to convince me that a team that can only score 13 points Kellen Mond, they can't go above 50% completion percentage against LSU. That they deserve to be in the running for the playoff and be in the playoff over a team like Ohio State because it's, well, well, Blake, it's technically not Ohio State's fault, but they only played five games. It's not, why are you going to penalize them? You cannot take past seasons and use it for this one because if you're looking at this Ohio State offense, and you're looking at what they're doing week in and week out, they're a, they're a top four team. And I cannot be convinced otherwise. There's no other way I can be convinced to be otherwise. This Texas A&M team can run the football. Now, could they upset somebody? Maybe. But it, it would be very – could they beat Notre Dame? Yeah, they could beat Notre Dame. But they're not going to play Notre Dame. They're going to play a team like Ohio State. They're going to play a team like Alabama, who we already see put the smack, as The Rock would say, put the smack it down on their candy asses. So, no. I don't have any faith whatsoever that Texas A&M, or they, they even should, get into this game. So, oh, well, hey, Texas A&M didn't play Ole Miss. Kind of shows, uh, look, Ole Miss shows me that they can upset some people. They can play because Texas A&M isn't known for scoring a lot of points, and that team is. And that defense would have had troubles against Ole Miss. Would have had some troubles. Blake Quibido says Texas A&M will get smashed in the playoffs. Yeah, they get smashed in the playoffs. They get obliterated. It's a joke that people think that this is a consideration. Do you remember what LSU did to the number four team in the country last year twice in two games? They obliterated Georgia, and they obliterated um, Oklahoma. If Alabama plays them again with Devontae Smith, who I'm going to put out my Heisman top four tomorrow, man, they're going to get killed. There's nobody in the country that can stop Devontae Smith. Nobody. None. (laughs) Jennifer uh, Gertman says LSU's freshman team beat Florida. Yeah, and... 
You know what's even crazier about all of that? Both of them needed a field goal to beat Florida. LSU and Texas A&M. You don't have a pick six late in that game from LSU. That game is 13-7. to Guys, they beat Vandy by seven. Texas A&M beat Vandy by seven. And y'all going to try to convince me that they're a playoff team? Yeah, okay. Jimbo Fish is a good play caller. In what universe? Maybe a couple, maybe years and years ago. I, I, I should be careful. All right, guys. We're an hour in, so we're going to call it a night. We will see you tomorrow. We'll be having some guests this week as we have a big week in recruiting. LSU basketball is on the field. We just didn't have the time to get to it today. But everybody, we enjoy, and I appreciate you joining the show. We will see you again tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.